Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. Christmas can be defined by presence and by absence. Over recent months we've all been wondering, haven't we, if we'll be able to gather with our loved ones this Christmas or how that will look. For some, this Christmas will be our first Christmas with a new arrival in our family, maybe a new baby or a new relative, a new husband or wife or in-law, or a new love in your life. For others, it's the first Christmas after the death of a loved one, and this can be a really difficult time. Some of us will only see our loved ones on Zoom this Christmas time. Um, maybe they live in another part of the country or another part of the world. And as we move towards the close of this year, a year that's made us familiar with things like Zoom, face masks, social distancing, lockdown, self-isolation, I want to remind us in all of this that we have a God who loves us and who's ever-present. The Christmas story tells us loud and clear that God is near. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. We saw his glory with our own eyes. The one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. That's one. That's sorry. That's John one fourteen from the Message translation. God's moved into the neighbourhood. God showed up. God is present. It can be difficult, can't it? Deciding what gifts to get people as we move near to Christmas. Recently I read of a couple who was finding it difficult to buy gifts for all of their children and grandchildren. It was just getting a bit too much so they decided to send each of them a card with a cheque in it. They wrote out the cheques for each family member, put them to one side in a pile, then they wrote the cards and in the card uh, they included the instruction, buy your own presents and then they sent them off. After Christmas they discovered that there was a pile of cheques that they'd forgotten to put into the cards. So lots of people in their family simply received a Christmas card with no cheque in it and the message, buy your own present. At that very first Christmas time, God knew exactly the gift to give to us, the gift that we needed. It was the gift of his presence, the gift of him with us. God moved into their neighbourhood, God with us. In fact, hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah said that he would be born and even told us that his name would mean God with us. Isaiah 7.14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Now Emmanuel means God with us. In a changing world, At the end of a perplexing year, I believe that the Christmas story reminds us that we're not alone. God is with us. And if that's the case, we can have hope. God's with us in our questions. The visit of the angel Gabriel to the young Hebrew woman Mary is recorded in the Bible and told every Christmas in countless nativity plays. Gabriel tells Mary not to be afraid that she's found favour with God. People might say that Mary was living a hidden life, an ordinary or even insignificant life. Yet God noticed this young woman in her daily life and he would trust her to be the mother of the Lord Jesus. You see, God sees, he notices, he observes 
and he invites us to more. Gabriel told Mary that she was going to have a child who would be called Jesus and he is the son of God. Mary asked how could this be since she was a virgin. It must have been quite a shock to Mary and she asks how will this be Luke one thirty four. Gabriel told Mary the Holy Spirit will miraculously make this possible. There are times in life when we have more questions than answers aren't there? When we feel perplexed. The Bible's full of stories of people who had questions, yet learned that in their questions, God was with us, with them. This year may have thrown up all kinds of questions for you. Life may leave you feeling perplexed at times. You may even have heard God speaking to you in various ways and you've no idea how he's going to keep his word to you. This Christmas, remember that the Christmas story tells us it's okay to have questions. God can handle our questions. He's with us to help us in the in-between, the bit between the question and the answer. The parts of life where we find ourselves living somewhere in that gap. The young Hebrew woman Mary has become a powerful example of trust, even when we don't know all the details of how our questions will be answered. She said to Gabriel, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled in verse 38 of chapter 1 of Luke. This Christmas time, please remember, God wants to walk with you through your questions to a place of peace and of rest. God's with us in our challenges. There was no guest room available for them, Luke 2, 7 tells us. No guest room available. This is an interesting phrase as the word indicates a guest room in a household. Now some translations say there was no room in the inn and that's one perspective. But the word for inn, for example, used in the story of the Good Samaritan is not the word used here. Joseph and Mary lived in a culture where hospitality was of great value. Homes would often have a space, a guest room, where people, family members could stay and animals could stay at no cost. So there are two possibilities here. Either Joseph and Mary arrived in Bethlehem, their ancestral hometown, the ancestral hometown of Joseph, where it's likely he would have had family and no one was willing to make room for them. Maybe because Mary was found to be pregnant with Jesus before she was married to Joseph and this would have been an outrage in their culture. So they went to an inn and even though there was no room because of the census, so they stayed in the stable likely a cave with a wooden structure in front of it or something built in onto into the house. Other possibility is that Joseph and Mary went to the home of Joseph's extended family and there was no guest room for them and no one in their family was willing to move out of the guest room to make room for them even though Mary was heavily pregnant and about to give birth they still wouldn't make room and so they had to stay with the animals. Either way, there was no room for Jesus in the home or in the inn or in the guest room. No one was willing to move to make room and so Jesus was born in a stable and placed in a manger. They put Jesus in the manger but they couldn't put the manger in Jesus. He was born in a place of rejection where there was no room for Joseph and Mary and himself. He knew what it was to faced the real challenge of isolation where no one would make space for him even in his birth yet God made a way of showing them that they were not alone through the random and unexpected visits of the shepherds who God sent or the encouraging words of strangers like Simeon and Anna 
We can read their story in Luke 2. God showed them that they were not alone. He was with them and he put people around them. One news report recently said that a surprise popular gift this Christmas, Christmas 2020, is a chess set. This is linked to the success of the Netflix miniseries The Queen's Gambit. More and more people are learning to play chess. Now I'm told that if you want to become an outstanding chess player, you should play without the Queen. If you learn how to win without this most powerful piece, and that's a challenge, when you reintroduce the Queen to your game, you will be outstanding. Life in 2020 has, in fact, in general, had its challenges, its hurts, its disappointments. It's felt like playing without the Queen at times. 2020 has removed lots of things that we've taken for granted and enjoyed and even relied on. It's been uh, and continues to be difficult. Yet we've learned to adapt and even grow. And when those things are reintroduced, we have the potential to be even better placed to flourish. Life's not always straightforward. It's not always easy. We face some significant challenges. And if we're not careful, the pains and disappointments end up causing us not to flourish, but rather to be defined by the disappointments of life. They put Jesus in the manger, but they couldn't put the manger in Jesus. The good news is this Christmas time, there's a way out. God is with us. He's not far away. We don't need to face our challenges in isolation. He invites us to make room for his love and his forgiveness, to give us a deep sense of security and from that place of acceptance to face life with faith, hope and love. We make room for Jesus. He wants to walk with you through the challenges of life. Is there space in your life for him or is he crowded out, pushed to the edges? God's with us in our joy. The angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Luke 2, 10 to 11. Have you noticed that sometimes when, we're, when life's going well, we can forget God? In our struggles and our difficulties, we sometimes lean on him more or are even angry with him. But at least we're aware that he's around. It can be in our joyful times, our times of victory, that we simply forget to engage with him. And he is the joy giver. Isaac Watts wrote the song Joy to the World over 300 years ago. It was, wasn't intended to be a Christmas song. But the words in the first verse, let every heart prepare him room, has been linked to the Christmas story where Mary and Joseph were refused room for themselves and the baby Jesus. The song reminds us that the good things we enjoy in life are a gift from God. It was inspired by Psalms 96 and 98, where the writer says things like, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Do you find it easier to blame God when things are going wrong than to thank him for the good things in life? The birth of a child, a life lived well, the blessings of a friendship, somewhere to sleep, food to eat, the beauty of a sunrise or sunset, the gift of family. This Christmas time, it is different, but there are reasons to be joyful, and God is the giver of all good gifts. Let's rejoice with Him. And as I draw to a close, God is always with us. He is faithful. God has said in Hebrews thirteen five, God says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. If you read the Old Testament, when God shows that He is present, it was somewhat overwhelming. 
an even terrifying thing for some people. To Abraham, he appears like a, a smoking furnace. To people of Israel, like a pillar of fire. To Job, like a whirlwind or a tornado. When Moses asks to see the face of God, he's told that such an encounter could kill him. We're talking about an awesome and a holy God. And yet, as we see the life of Jesus, as we talk about Jesus, the Son of God, God among us, God with us, God becoming flesh, the word Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, John 1, 14. Do you get what this means? It means that God has made a way. God is the way that we get to meet him. And have an ongoing relationship with God. God shows up not as a tornado, not as a fire, but as a baby. He stoops down to lift us up. Babies can be picked up and hugged and kissed. God comes to make himself accessible to us. Why would he do this? Because he comes not to bring our judgment, but to bear our judgment. He deals with everything that could ever separate us from him. Christmas didn't prove that there's a God. Christmas happened to show people that God loves them. He'll go to extremes to remove every barrier that could separate us from him. Then he gives us a choice. You see, you can't make somebody love you. They have to choose to love you. And God places choice at the heart of our story. Do you want to know the ever-present God with you now and forever? Or do you want separation for him? He'll keep asking you that question. He's moved heaven and earth to get to you. Will you come to him this Christmas time? Christmas tells us loud and clear that we're not alone. This has been a challenging year in many ways and its impact will be with us for some time. But the Bible tells us that we can cast all our anxiety onto him, onto God, because he cares for us. It seems like this Christmas time could be quite different from what we've been used to but let's not allow that to become a pressure or a stress to us the first Christmas wasn't a lavish or elaborate affair and yet it has been the most significant Christmas ever most people gain some weight over the Christmas holiday but I'm inviting you to lose some things that wear you down fear, loneliness, anxiety, sin by handing them over to God God who is with us and by receiving a gift of new life, forgiveness, hope, peace and strength from him. This Christmas time, let's remember, we're not alone. We're not isolated. God is with us. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.